0: For those of you who may not know a man who's very, very familiar to many of us, in fact, how many of you guys were, were still here when Apostle Dutch and Cece were senior leaders of the house here? Let's see, by show of hands. Wow, that is a good number. That is a great number. Well, it's, it is a, a very special honor for us to host Apostle Dutch and Cece. They were coming in town to uh, be grandma and grandpa, and he rightly corrected me and said, it's papa. It's not grandpa, okay? And I said, well, I know that you're in town really to be with family, but uh, would, you, uh, would you have time to come and impart into the house? And he said, I'd love to. And so for those of you guys who, who don't know Papa Dutch and Mama Cece, they uh, are actually the founders of the house here. And uh, I, I came here 10 years ago to serve them, be on staff with them. And five years ago, this January the 1st, Uh, they felt it in their hearts to transition the leadership of the house to and me and uh, and and we have by the grace of the lord uh taken this incredible work and have attempted with all of our heart to maintain the spirit and the dna that they have sown 20 years of their life and their heart into and uh, it is an honor and a joy for us today for for them to come back home and for them to speak here into the house today So would you help me in in honoring Apostle Dutch and Mama Sisi today? Mama Cece, if you'll just stand, let us see how beautiful you are. How do you stay so beautiful and so young looking? She got away from this dry climate, that's why. Love you.
1: It's the grace that flows from me to her that keeps her so beautiful. It's so good to be back here and what a what an amazing day to to be a part of this uh, baby dedication. I'm just thrilled with that. I'm I'm kind of the one that said when I heard we had 300 babies to dedicate today. Maybe you ought to do them a little more often. <laughs> But what a great day and what a great job you did with it, Jay. That was awesome. And I know what time it is. <laughs> so don't, don't be nervous. I am used to, as a pastor for 20 years, adjusting based on what else is happening. So I'm, in fact, it was at my insistence that he not shortened that at all. Do that justice. I can take whatever time is left and do it, do what I need to do. So... I'm thrilled that you did that the way you did it. Well, it's always good to be back and see all of you and just reminisce and think about what the Lord has has done, and uh, this this city has a lot of memories for us, and it's just always so good to be back, and I'm just especially pleased. I don't want to say too much about it because time, but... I'm just so thrilled to see what an amazing job you're doing, Jade. You're doing such a good job. And I love the new name. Just love it. It's just everything is 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 excellent. Great job. Uh, typically Christmas season this time of year, you would do a more of a pastoral message or something had to do with the season. But I don't get to be here a lot. I travel nearly every weekend around the nation. And um, I feel like I just want to stay in the vein of who I am and give a word that I think is more of a prophetic message to the nation, but more specifically today geared toward you in this house. And So in doing that, I'm going to do it briefly still, but I feel like, you know, I just that's what's stirring in my heart. So I'm going to use three dreams. It's interesting to me that we heard about a dream earlier in the service about uh, past dreams and God resurrecting things and, and uh, my first dream that I wanna share is, is very similar to that. This was a dream given to a friend of mine and in the dream he saw lots of people pregnant and it wasn't just women, it was men. You can be pregnant guys spiritually. <laughs> they were carrying something in their spirit and they, they, were, they were excited about birthing that, but they were past due. Some of them were a week over past due, and some of them were a month past due. That's pretty challenging, isn't it, ladies, to think that you'd be 10 months into this thing. But then he saw some that were a year past due. And then in the dream, he saw some that were years past past delivery date and then he saw some this was really interesting to me he saw some that he knew had been carrying something in their spirit that represented something that was conceived by god generations ago and that god had been waiting through the generations to release something through that family line and this was the person that was going to do that and so in this dream, the enemy was, Satan was before the throne of God, much the way we see him in Zechariah, making accusation and saying, they can't do this, they can't do this. I won't, I won't let this happen. And the Lord, the Ancient of Days, Daniel chapter seven, took his seat and raised his gavel and made his ruling in favor of the saints. And here's what he said. And this, when I heard this dream, it gripped me And I knew because of what I was hearing in my spirit, this was such a word from God. The father, the judge, slammed down the gavel and said, no more delay, no more delay. I don't know why that hits me like that every time I say it. And in the dream, he knew that people at various levels of maturity, development, Tenure in what they were carrying, that God was saying we're shifting into a new season of birthing. And the Lord said, There are some who have been carrying things for years that I've not let them bring it forth. They're going to deliver in this season. There are some of these generational things that I promised grandpa a hundred years ago, and I'm going to do it now through this child. And the more I've prayed into this, the more I've realized this is exactly where we are in God's timing. We've been in a season of great preparation. The last five years has been one gigantic season of transition. Leaders all across the country, everywhere I go, they keep saying to me, when is this transition going in? And I said, I don't know, just hang in there. But I know now, 2015 is a year of fulfillment. 2015 will be the year that many of you who've been carrying words from God for years, you'll begin to see the fulfillment of that. Some of you are carrying gifts and anointings from the Lord. You may not be in full-time ministry. Maybe you're in business, but you also know God has put things in you and wants to use you. Maybe some of you, that gift is business, and you know you're carrying something. You've been, you've been ready and wanting to birth it, but sometimes God has to wait, not, not just because of you preparing you. Sometimes time is just not yet ready. The nation isn't ready, the city isn't ready, the body of Christ isn't ready, the harvest isn't ready. So God has to do a lot of work behind the scenes to prepare us so that we can bring forth what he wants us to bring forth. And there are just lots of reasons why delays take place, but the word of the Lord for us this year is no more delay. I've never been more concerned about a nation than I am for America when I watch the news. But when I tune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying and what I see him doing right now in America and the nations of the earth, I've never been more encouraged. Because I am so convinced, more convinced than I've ever been in my life that we are about to step into the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit the world has ever seen. There there has never been anything like what's about to happen. God gave me a word recently I prophesied. It wasn't a word to me, it was a word through me I prophesy that we'll see a billion souls come to the Lord in the next 10 years. Because what he's about to do around the world, I believe the harvest will be greater than any any harvest of history, maybe all of history put together. And all the preparation that's been taking place is coming to fullness and we're about to give birth. And I know some of you, I actually know, I've looked around the room today, I know some of you in this room who've been waiting a long time for some of the promises God has given you. And you've been, you've been faithful. I know some of you have been praying for revival in this city for probably 20 years, maybe longer. I know some of you that have travailed over this nation. I know some of you that have tra- travailed for children, not to have children, but for your kids. Well, I'm telling you, this is a year for breakthrough. No more delay. No more delay. That doesn't mean the battle's going to stop. It doesn't mean that everything changes in the morning. It means we're at Joshua chapter one, where he said in three days, you're going to cross over and you're going to possess the land. They entered into seven years of warfare. They still had to fight. They had to apply what God had taught them and their faith and their their weapons, but everything changed. And all the wondering and all of the waiting ended. And God said, now it's time to go. I feel it's especially a word for you, Jade, that you're about to transition into a very a new season in your walk and your ministry, your calling in a way that it will, be, it will be so clear and so obvious that you've stepped into a new season, that you won't have to wonder what it means, you won't have to wonder what this is all about. It's like God's been using you, and as I said earlier, I feel like you've done a great job. But at the same time, when, when God uses us, he's always preparing us for the next phase. And I feel like you're about to step into another phase of what he wants you to be and do in this city and in some ways elsewhere. And that you will give birth this year to a new phase for your ministry and a new phase for this house. Let me say something. I didn't plan to say this. I actually have more hope Uh, How do I want to say this? kind of stepped into a prophetic thing up here and I'm trying to navigate carefully. I've watched what what has happened with the body of Christ and what I have perceived over the years God wants to do in Colorado Springs. I've watched the ebb and flow of all of it. There have been times over the last 25 years I've been very encouraged about this city There've been other times when I've been very discouraged and concerned about Colorado Springs spiritually. And I think if you, 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 you can trust me enough to be encouraged by what I'm about to say, I feel a very strong stirring in my heart of faith that God's about to do some really wonderful things in this city. And this, the destiny of this city to be a light to the nations and to be a stronghold for God to the nations is still intact. And that this year will be very significant in In that process, I said something a couple of weeks ago that when I was ministering in another state that was very prophetic and surprised me when I said it, but I'm I'm gonna repeat it here because I think it's for all of us. The next six months is a season for all of us to press into God in an unusually strong way, more so than normal. If you pray an hour a day, pray an hour and 15 minutes. If you pray 30 minutes a day, pray 45 minutes a day. If you get up and worship and have a 15-minute devotional, do 30. Have more prayer times in your home groups, your care groups, whatever you call them here. Pray a little more. Worship a little more. Fast a lunch a week maybe. What the Lord spoke through me when I said this was the next six months... Our approach to God the next six months will shape the rest of our lives. There is a window of grace that we have stepped into to birth and to to find him in a new way, to find revelation, to step into some things that he has planned for us. There is a window of grace. There's exceptional grace available right now. Acts chapter four talks about great grace. 2 Corinthians 9 talks about abounding grace. There are seasons when God, because of what he's doing, because of what he's planning with us, just Lavish is on us an extraordinary level of his grace. You could just break through more easily. You can press into his word and hear more easily. You can pray with, with, with more effectiveness. The breakthroughs you've been looking for just all of a sudden seem easier to get because God just rains down a greater portion of grace and we're stepping into one of those seasons and I beg you, don't waste it. There's just a window that's special. I don't think I have felt about any season in the last 20 years like I feel about the next six months. So a word to those that can hear it, press into God in your personal lives and your corporate uh, life over the next six months and believe him to release mantles, new and fresh anointings, breakthrough for salvation, some of you, you'll break through into your destiny and your, your calling out there, your business, your, your secular life. Some of you will break through in your marriages. God's just gonna break through and do things in this next six months that will astound many people. And if we all do that, that breakthrough is going to begin to permeate the nation. It'll permeate your city. No more delay, no more delay, no more delay, no more delay no more delay. No more delay. It's a season to give birth. Number two. Another dream, friend of mine. I have to do this one much more quickly than I usually do. This was an amazing dream. friend of mine, Ken Malone, in a a dream, found himself in a large field with several thousand people, probably said 12,000, maybe, 15. Looked like about 300 yards, maybe three football fields long, 150 yards wide. The people were there worshiping, and he said, why am I here? He looked at the person and said, "What, what are we doing? And they said, you're here to cast the deciding vote. And he looked over to the side, and there was a row of voting booths. And they marched him over and, and they were all empty except one. And he wondered why they wouldn't allow him to vote in one of the empty voting booths. They made him wait for the person in the only one that was occupied. And finally, when that person stood up after, after having voted and walked away, he saw that it was me. Very significant for him and for me because I felt that through that and through other parts of this dream, The Lord was emphasizing in this season the importance of covenant and relationship. Which was another part of the dream this morning. You mentioned relationships and God healing relationships. But he would call me his apostolic father, leader. We are very closely connected. And it was significant to me that the two deciding votes could only be cast by people walking in this true alignment with one another. It's a season, this is a season to guard relationships very carefully. Do not allow the Lord to, or the enemy to separate you from those the Lord has aligned you with. If, if you're part of a congregation, stay connected in that congregation. If, if you have coveted relationships, friendships that are close, some things happen, the enemy tries to come in and break those or cause problems it may make a, this may sound strange, but I'm gonna say war for, war for covenant. Don't let anything come between you and them. So I cast my vote. He went and cast his vote. I walked onto the platform. He voted and then started the platform. And all the people were worshiping and George Beverly Shea was leading the worship. And everybody in the room under 30 is saying, Who's that? George Beverly Shea was the soloist for Billy Graham and his crusades for all, all, all of Billy Graham's ministry since the 40s. And he just recently died at I think 102 or three years of age. And he was singing, he was singing the song all hail the power of Jesus name. Let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. And Ken was really in the dream so blessed because he said it's my favorite hymn, and he just kept singing it over and over. And as he walked as they walked him to the platform, he had to go through twelve gates. Even though it was outside, they had partitions separating the crowd, and there were twelve of them with doors, and so he had to go through the twelve gates. Well, that's significant. I'll get to the number twelve in just a moment. But as he walked through the eleventh gate the worship leader changed. What's the deal with that? Well, many of you know 11 in Scripture. Numbers are prophetic and symbolic in Scripture. Three is the number of the Trinity. Five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of completion, etc. 11 is a number for transition. And I know that because of a dream given to a lady for us years ago when in her dream she was at a conference and the man teaching was just about to start teaching and he stopped and he looked at her in the dream and said tell Dutch sheets to go up to 11 and 12 and the numbers 11 and 12 appeared on the screen behind him and so in the dream she went to another session in this conference and the same man was there teaching and before he started his message he looked at her again and said tell Dutch sheets to go up to 11 and 12 and the numbers 11 and 12 appeared and you know, after she told me the dream on the phone, I walked into this musical we had gone to and I had told Cece, you go on in and get our seats and I'll call this person and see what the dream is and, and then I'll come in and find you. And when I walked in after having heard this, go up to 11 and 12, I st- walked in and was looking for Cece and she waved at me and I walked over and sat down. And I said, where are we sitting? And she said, row 12, seats 11 and 12. <laughs> see, I'm sharp. It didn't take me long to know God was talking to me. I said, I think the Lord's talking to us, I'll explain later. So I said, Lord, what is this all about? Go up to 11 and 12, and as I studied these numbers, 12 is government, 12 is authority, kingdom authority. What the Lord was saying to me was, you're gonna have to go up through a season of transition. You're gonna have to go through change, but if you'll allow me to walk you through that season of change, even though it's challenging, I'll take you into a higher level of authority in the kingdom. Not only is eleven a number for change, it's a number that can mean chaos or disorder. just it can be bad disorder, or it could be good disorder because if you were remodeling your home, even though it was for some good purpose, before it got better, things would get would be in disarray and so I knew God was going to send us through walk us through this season. It was right about the time that the Lord said, "Lay this down, hand it off to Jade." and we stepped into a major, major, major season of transition that is just now about to end. We are pregnant also with some things for this nation that God's talking to us about that we, are, we have been wanting to give birth to them and, and say, God, come on, come on, get, let, let's get on with this. But the Lord has had a whole lot to do behind the scenes to get a generation of people ready for what he's about to do. But I've known in my spirit, even before this dream, that we're coming to this transition and the delay is about to end and we're about to, those that have been faithful to the Lord in the last season to deal with 11 are going to move on up to 12. And if you haven't been faithful, you can still go through that transition and get to 12. You will have to go through it. That's a bad word, isn't it? So when he went through gate number 11, the worship leader changed and it changed from George Beverly Shea to Rick Pino. And everybody over 30 in the room is saying, who's that? (laughs) Rick's a spiritual son to us and he's one of the well-known prophetic worshipers in the nation and the nations right now over the last 10 or so years. And he began to lead the same song. But as we got to the platform, went through 12 and stepped on up to the new stage, which is very symbolic. We noticed that Rick had grown to over six feet tall. On a good day, he's five feet two. Uh, no, I don't, maybe four, okay. Well, Rick is short. He's powerful, but he's a short guy. So what's that all about? It's certainly, obviously, it's a, it's a picture of what God's about to do in the generations. That there's a generation God has been preparing and he's about to mantle them fully for the new thing that he's about to do. Rick had stepped into, he'd grown to full stature. He'd grown to a mature son. He'd grown to the point where the grandfather on the stage, there's the grand, the, the generation before me, then there's myself and Ken, and now the mic is being handed off to Rick, who is ready. Listen to me. A good word. He was ready. There's a generation that's ready. There are young leaders that have been in training and preparation. God God has been working on them diligently. They're ready for a mantling that's about to take place. They're going to step to the forefront of what God is doing. It's not that we're not going to be a part of it. We were on the stage too, but we had to hand the mic off. And as we were singing this song, three generations lined up together, Rick leading, he changed the words. And before I tell you that, I need to, I need to share this with you so you'll understand what he did when he changed the words. God has been talking to, been talking to Ken about a release of the miraculous that's about to happen, signs and wonders. He actually had had an open vision in a service. He was preaching, and in the balcony, he saw probably he said a hundred or so evangelists from the last era, the healing evangelists, and and it just he stopped preaching. He was just so gripped by this vision, and he couldn't see their faces until at a certain point, one of them turned toward him, and he could see that it was Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts looked at him and called him by name in the vision and said, Ken, tap into the voice of healing. Well, the voice of healing was what, what they eventually called that movement that Oral Roberts and other leaders were a part of. It started out as a latter rain movement, the had other names for it, but eventually was called the voice of healing. And there were hundreds, there were some well-known people like Oral, but there were Hundreds, maybe thousands of evangelists all over the world that God began to use and hundreds of thousands of people came to the Lord and a a huge part of that harvest was the power of signs and wonders. And so that's what Oral represented him. And Oral said, Ken, tap into the voice of healing. And as he stood there in this vision, mesmerized by it, Oral started talking to the other people up there. And all of a sudden, he stopped and he turned again. And he shouted his name one more time and said, Ken, tap into the voice of healing. Oh, this grip my friend, Ken Malone, and so he, he went to YouTube and he started gathering, you know, videos, watching him for hours a day. of These evangelists, Oral Roberts, he said, you know, I just watched and prayed and watched and prayed and fasted and prayed. Sure enough, you know, miracles are starting to break out in his meetings. Oh, i tell you, miracles are starting to break out all across this nation and the nations. We haven't seen anything yet compared to what's about to happen, but I've seen and heard of more legit, true miracles in the last year than I probably heard about in this nation in the last 10. I know of two, two uh, documented, absolute, without any hypersensation that's just true, two cases I know of already of kids healing of autism. We're about to see God do extraordinary miracles signs, not just healings, but signs and wonders to a generation. So as Rick began to sing, he changed the words to the song and he started singing in this other dream, this second dream that Ken had. I'll hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Let Oral Roberts sing his song. And crown him Lord of all. What's that mean? It's not about oral. It's about the symbolism of what he represented. The healing movement, the signs and wonders, the miraculous. Oh, hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate, fall. Let power, miracle evangelism sing its song so he can be crowned Lord of all. This dream, I began, I just thought about and processed all of the symbolism in it, the generations, the mantles shifting, signs and wonders, different phases of ministry from evangelism to the prophetic, generations of worship, worship leaders changing, generational synergy All of these pictures summarizing what God's about to do in the earth. I'm telling you, we're about to step into something significant. But every one of us are going to have to vote. One of the things the Lord said to me when when I heard that dream was, I was there to cast the deciding vote. You're going to cast a vote on whether or not you walk in this new wave of, of outpouring, awakening, revival, you're gonna, you're gonna decide whether you get in on it in the beginning, middle, late or never because God is waiting for each one of us to cast the vote through our actions through our commitment to him, through our pressing in over the next few months. What price are we willing to pay to see God do what he wants to do in the earth? I tell you, there's never been a time, I'm gonna say it again, when you need to press into God in your relationship with him like you need to do over the next six months. Jay Duncan, I'm telling you, you need to press into God over the next six months like never before. You are gonna be mantled with another, another dimension and phase of what God has called you to do over the next six months. You know, there are gonna be probably times when you come in here on a weekend and this man's not gonna be here, and they're gonna, you're gonna ask, where's Jade? And they're gonna say, he's off in a cabin someplace seeking God. There may very well be weekends where you're waiting for a message and there is no message because it's just a dedicated season of worship and prayer. There is a download coming, but you will not get it with a casual approach. You must treat it as a treasure. and Cast your vote for a new season, level 12 stuff. prophecy, and then I'm going to stop. i going to not, I'll do the third one next trip. But I want to read this prophetic word to you. It so encapsulates what I believe God is saying. Some prophetic words come forth in a service. They're for that group or someone there. Some prophetic words are for the whole body of Christ. This is one for the entire body of Christ. This is one of the most profound. I have two of them here, but they're long. I don't think I want to take the time to do both, but I believe this is where we're headed. The alarm clock of heaven is now ringing on the nightstand of a sleeping church. Time to rise. Time to rise to the occasion. Time to get up. The Lord says, I have lions hidden in my remnant, remnant, not wolves. They will now rise to patrol and remove the defeated ones, wolf packs that have come to scatter my flocks. My lions will be fierce, bold, aggressive, and unintimidated. They will not flinch when adversaries advance. They will stand strong, says the Lord, and fearless. That's you, Jade Duncan. A new roar will be heard from my tribe announcing territorial dominion. A roar claiming geographical and spiritual jurisdiction shall now sound from my remnant. A roar establishing that the throne of the territory is occupied and guarded. A rule against hell's power shall be sounded. A roar of authority in my name shall come against hell's intrusions. My called out ones, my sent ones will now become step forward ones. They will move forward in my power. They will manifest their rights as sons and daughters of God, ruling and reigning with me. As intended, my heirs are stepping from the shadows of cultural bondage. They shall now display disdain of enemy princes, mights, thrones, dominions, and rulers of darkness. No longer will they compromise in shared rule, no longer settling for cohabitation, no longer accepting shared occupancy. Passive appeasement has now been replaced with backbones of steel. That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. Passive appeasement has now been replaced with backbones of steel. Lips set on fire with holy ingots and a shout of the king is in their voice Indeed. Jericho's shout decree is in their mouth. Determined faith shall now be seen in my faithful one as they march to remove demon philosophies and doctrines of devils from the land. No shared rule, says the Lord. My rule, my rule shall prevail. My words shall prevail. Power to prevail is being poured out. Power to prevail is soaking my remnant. Power to overcome hell's strategies. Power to overcome demon doctrine and rebel government. Power to more than conquer demon tactics is being released. Those who stand with me shall see hell's fire misfire. That's a good word. So arise and rule. Rise and roar with my authority. I will fill your enemy's mouth with sand and their hearts with quicksand. They will find themselves stuck in their own mire. Roar with my freedom. Roar with my liberty. Let rejoicing roar out of Zion. March into battle with confident peace. Great revival fire will now begin to burn through intercession-soaked regions as my awakening begins to roll. That was worth coming today just to hear that sentence. Great revival fire will now begin to burn through intercession-soaked regions as my awakening begins to roll. The regions will now become activated by my glory. My shaking has come. I am shaking earth. I am shaking heaven. Walls, strongholds, obstacles, and hell's defenses are being shaken down, and my remnant is being shaken free. My shaking will open ancient wells of revival. The revival in the womb of my intercessors will now be birthed. The fire shut up in their bones will now become words of fiery passion. With my gospel... I will shake open the capped wells of evangelism. If you've been walking with the Lord, especially in America, for any length of time, you know the wells of evangelism have been capped. You just almost have to water things down to a heresy level to get people to respond. But God says. I will shake open the capped wells of evangelism. I will shake open the ancient healing wells. Here we go. Miracles will multiply. My angels are pumping those wells, and they are opening new wells, new roads, new inroads, new mantles, new vision, new harvest. Behold, I will do a new thing, and you will see it. Now it will spring forth. Because your cries have come before me, because you have pursued my presence, says the Lord. Because your worship has become sweet savor. The Lord of angel armies decrees over his remnant people. You shall now begin reality church. No more acting, no more actors, no more pretending. Real church, real disciples, real Christianity, real worship, real power, real glory, glory real miracles, real healings. It is ordained reality church. Wow. I am now removing arrows shot into my royal priesthood. Arrows of betrayal, arrows of Jezebel, arrows of Absalom, arrows of deceit and gossip borne by lying spirits, arrows shot by those burned by religious demons. I, your God, am removing these arrows. You will be free. You will be healed, you will be restored, and you will be on fire with my presence. For I have said, I will make my ministers a flame of fire. It is ordained. Your place of pain shall now be gained. And where you reign, you will rise and rule with me. I am now coming to my remnant. I am now coming as Lord Sabbath. Sabbath, Lord of angel armies. Because of alignment with my purpose, I will now align my host to assist aggressively. There is now a convergence of the angel armies and the church's prayer army into a divine coalition, the coalition of my willing, those who run to battle, not from it. My earth and my heaven's armies will now challenge thrones of iniquity, thrones of idolatry, thrones of rebellion, thrones of witchcraft, thrones of humanism, and antichrist dominions. Battalions are dispatched and await the decrees of my word through the saints to overthrow iniquitous thrones so my saints can sit with me. (laughs) I tell you, there's some prophecies where the Lord just doesn't leave anything out. One more paragraph. My, my, this is God talking. My greatest campaign on earth is due. Decree it, says the Lord. Align your words with mine, and angel forces will align with you. Align with angel forces in your region, and I will accelerate and alignment within your nation. Yes, revival is now. The harvest is now, says the Lord. Victory is now. Arise and pursue my cause. Arise and roar. Arise and fight. Arise and shine. Your light has come, and the glory of your God shines upon you. I'm going to pray over all of you. i want to pray over Jade first. If you come up here, Jade, and let me pray over you. I didn't intend to do this, but I'm just going to commission you to move into a new season. I'm going to apostolically decree over you and this house that you will now transition into a new phase in your walk with God and your calling. And I know... They're probably going to get Christie, is that right? So I'll just pray over all of you first and then we'll pray over them, how's that? How many of you wanna get in on this that God's about to do? Come on. This is our day, this is our finest hour. You can stand, go ahead and stand. Lord, we just pray over this house and those here visiting today, I pray over them a blessing I release, Lord, this decree over them, and I say they are going to come into a season of birthing. No more delay. This is the season to cross over and possess the land. Lord, you have never once in history ever been bewildered. Never have you ever been nervous. Never been caught off guard, even in dark times. You've never been caught off guard by what the enemy was doing in the earth. Before there was ever a fall, you decreed the cross. And you have been planning and working behind the scenes in extraordinary ways to prepare an army. And earth is groaning. Earth is in deep travail, waiting for the manifestations not of the bride, but of the sons of God, the mature ones. The manifestations of those that have paid the price and stepped into a revelation of authority and dominion and your position as king. Lord, we're moving now into a season of power, unprecedented power nations will come to you in this nation cities will turn yes, you will you will reverse what satan has planned even lord in, in the in the turbulence that's in our nation now you have a plan just as the riots took place in the 60s and the youth rebelled and lord there was such uh rebellion and there was such trouble and there was such pain in that era you had a plan and you were all—you were preparing a nation for a Jesus people movement and a charismatic outpouring and it swept the earth and millions upon millions upon millions came to you and you're about to do it again so I say over the J. Duncans you've grown to full stature, full stature and the mic is being handed to you It's our joy to, Father, it's our joy to stand next to you and give you insight and coach you, but not to do it for you, to say, take the microphone, sing the song. Lord, it's our joy to trumpet and to walk in this generational anointing that we've preached. It's my great joy to see What a wonderful job he's doing and others like him. It's exciting for me to see the Rick Pino's take the microphone. Lord, I'm casting my vote for all of it. I'm casting my vote. I'm casting my vote for the six month season. I'm gonna press into you in intense ways I'm gonna take more walks, I'm gonna read more, I'm gonna pray in the spirit more, I'm gonna fast more. No more delay, comes reality, church. Lord, I pray over Jade and Christy, thank you for their integrity character thank you for the wonderful mix Christian principles and ideals that followers of you need to walk in not just gifts but character not just intimacy but fire Passion. The ability to stand when tested. Those who walk out what they preach, thank you for them. And thank you for many like them you've surrounded them with and put in this house. Families that are following after you, doing a great job. With their children, and they're faithful in their jobs, and they're praying and they're leaving for revival, Lord. And Feel there's there's a pleasure from heaven on this house. So Lord, I just commissioned them today into a new season. Rise to another level, go up to twelve with me. New level of kingdom authority, another depth of revelation another season where the revelation from the last one will be manifested in wisdom the revelation of the past will be the, rev- the wisdom of today and tomorrow but the revelation will continue and increase and your giftings will go to a new level and I will uncover things in you that I've kept hidden even from you things I've placed within you that I've had to keep hidden, not allow them to surface, because it just wasn't time in the earth. This is the hour, this is the season. So you, must, you must ride with me to a new level, the Lord says. You must extend your eagle wings and catch the current of my spirit and go higher going to have to lock in with eagle eyes and see me afresh and new. I have things to show you, he says, that excite me for you. I have things that I wrote about you when you were still in your mother's womb that I'm excited to show you. This is the season I will begin to unfold. So I commission you to go into that. I say there's grace now for you to do it. There is great grace upon you. There is abundant grace for you in this house. There is favor on this house. There is favor on you. You will not have to strive to do this. This will be fun, the Lord says. This will be your greatest joy as I reveal myself to you in new ways. You will wake up in the night season, the Lord says, laughing. My joy will be upon you even as you sleep. You will wake up and grab the pen quickly and record the dream, the message, insight. Over this house, one more time. I say, step into the season of grace, favor. You say you've been building, but I say to you, you've not been building. The Lord says you've been digging. I've been refoundationing this house. I've been allowing you to put your DNA into house not just the past dna this is a season now we we'll begin to build the lord says i'll be bringing fresh anointings and giftings not just to those who are here but i'll be adding to this house i'll be adding spiritual gifts and i'll be adding blessing i'll be adding material blessing to you i'll be releasing provision provision that you've asked me for, but provision that I have not been ready yet to give, but I am now ready to give. And in this season, you will have abundance of financial blessing. I'll give you that land and I'll give you that building. But I'll give it to you because now you're going to know what to do with it. monument, you'll build a house for my glory. So even as the word today said, arise and shine, for your light has come, the glory of the Lord is upon you, and the glory of the Lord is coming upon this house, I want to say it one more time, Rise and shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is coming to you. So I commission you, all of you, go into this window of grace. Go in boldly. This is the hour you will lay aside that iniquity, that addiction, that thing that has gripped you and controlled you and held you back. This is the season you'll lay it down. This is the season your health will come. This is the season your business will begin to prosper. This is a season of great grace. Go through the window, the Lord says go through the window, go through the window, go through the window. Thank you Father for this, thank you Lord. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house today. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for this word. Thank you Lord for this word. Thank you Lord for this word. Thank you Lord. Come on, one more time, come on. Thank you Lord for this word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on, Jay.